Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Good morning, Fairmount Presbyterian. Thank you for that response. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Ryan and congregation, for this honor to be with you today to bring forth the word. Fairmount Presbyterian is a founding member of Greater Cleveland Congregations. You stuck with GCC when the sticking with GCC got hard during the Quicken Loans deal. Anybody remember that? Mm hmm. In my tradition, we're very, lots of response, so you can do that, mm-hmm. Yes. yes, and that mm-hmm has a lot in it. Members of this congregation were also leaders in the beginning work that GCC did around gun violence. Your congregation held actions, you did screenings that introduced people to the idea that there are life-saving technologies that can be used for guns that would stop suicides and deaths. And that work launched the Do Not Stand Idly By campaign, which has now become the Gun Safety Consortium, where there's major cities throughout the United States that are actually testing life-saving technology as a way to prove that this is something that could go to the market that would stop children from using guns and that would stop deaths from guns. Ben Sperry, along with David Beagle and Jesse Oates, led our December 6th public hearing. How many of you were there? Yes, your congregation had a robust turnout. I know that Ulrich and Ben worked really hard to get a good turnout there. And that public hearing opened the ears and the hearts of our county to a great injustice that's happening to black and brown boys in this community that are being charged as adults and sent to adult prison. So Fairmount, thank you for your continued commitment to the work of justice and to GCC. So let's get into our text today. So the title of the sermon is, If We Want Justice, We Must Demand It. So in this text, there are three characters that Jesus laid out. The judge, the widow, and God. So who was this judge? Now, we've learned in the Old Testament that judges were supposed to represent and minister justice as God called them. We see in 2 Chronicles that King Jehoshaphat appointed judges, and he would say to the judges, consider carefully what you do, because you are not judging for man, but for the Lord. For with the Lord our God, there is no injustice or impartiality or bribery. Well, Fairmount, the judge in this parable was not that kind of judge that King Jehoshaphat described. He was the opposite. He was the kind of judge that did not fear God and did not care what people thought about him. 
Scholars call this judge a robber judge. So what that meant is that he was corrupt. And he was corrupt and comfortable in his corruptness. That if you wanted justice from this robber judge, the only way you got it was by paying him. And not a little, but a lot. And because in this city, this judge was not unusual. If you notice the text said, in a certain city, that means it could have been any city in Jerusalem. That it was common for judges in Jerusalem to be robber judges. So he was among his peers and this level of corruptness when it came to getting justice. So Fairmount, say with me, if you want justice, you must demand it. So who was the widow? What was she demanding? So we see in verse 3 that there was a widow in this city, and she kept coming, saying, give me justice against my opponent. We see that she was a woman. She was actually a young woman, and her husband died, leaving her estate. In biblical times for women, having a man, either their father, their older brother, or their husband, provided protection and cover. So we see with this widow that with her husband dying, she was left vulnerable. She was left to fight off the wolves, to fight off the corruption that existed in a society in this moment that would not give her what she deserved, her just due. Her estate was in limbo. And she had to come up against this robber judge to get the justice that she was due. We know that in the Old Testament, widows are viewed as vulnerable and helpless. And they hold a special place in God's heart. Because we see that God says in the Old Testament that God will, will avenge those who withhold justice from the widow. So this widow was alone, she was vulnerable, and she was being attacked. Fairmount, say with me, if we want justice, if we, want justice we, must demand it. we must demand it. For this widow, she was in a moment of life or death. This was not a moment of extra wokeness for her. This was not a moment of staring from the ivory tower of an intellectual exercise about oppression. This was a moment of life or death. She had to decide if she was going to just give in and let everything that her and her husband worked for be taken away, or was she gonna fight back? So, what did this widow do? Did she sit in despair? No. Did she give up? No. no. She kept coming. So much so that the judge had to listen. She did not cower. She did not give in. She was determined to demand the justice that she deserved. So what did she do? 
She came to that judge day in and day out. She followed him on the street. Give me justice for my opponent. She went to his house. Give me justice for my opponent. She petitioned him in public. Give me justice from my opponent. She would not deal with him in private. She would not do it behind the huts and the back buildings. She would shine a light on his corruption and she would demand that she got justice from her opponent. She got creative. She was relentless. She developed, in our action and our words in organizing, a issue campaign on this judge. She was not going to sit or wait or waver until she got the justice that she deserved. She broke the rules. Getting the justice that she deserved didn't call her to be kind and to wait. It called her to push and to challenge. Because we know that women in that time were supposed to be polite. They were supposed to succumb to the attacks and wait for someone else to come and save them. We see in the text, how long did she come? It says she kept coming for a while. That's a long time. Fairmount, say with me. If we want justice, we must demand it. So as Greater Cleveland Congregations, we know what it's like to want justice. And we know that justice does not come quick. We know that justice is hard won. And even when we win it, it doesn't always seem like enough. We know in our county and in our cities, we are waiting for justice. And that we have brothers and sisters that are waiting and may feel like justice will never come. We saw the death of Tyree. Will justice ever come? Pastor Quincy buried a teenager for the first time in his 20 plus years of ministry named Perry, who was waiting to go to school and was shot at a bus stop. We hear the stories as we go in our neighborhoods and we talk to residents about change and about the importance of voting. And they ask in their own way, will justice ever come? They ask, Will things ever be different? We know in GCC that in this city, in this region, that justice does not come easy. We saw that in the work that we did to get the first ever crisis diversion center in our county. The first ever place that would be a place of healing and treatment and restoration for those suffering from mental health and addiction. That took GCC five years. 
five years of research actions, of learning that 30% of the people in our county jail don't need to be there. They need treatment because they're there because of mental health or addiction. Five years of actions of 1,500 people taking bus to, to Detroit. Five years of getting petitions signed of 20,000 people in four weeks. GCC made history. Five years, rejection, critique, calls for GCC to stop. How dare you demand justice? How dare you say that we should think about how we use our public dollars? Randy Cummins, in his book, Democratizing Cleveland, calls politics in this city a blood sport. GCC had to go to the Supreme Court of Ohio to recognize the voice of the people, to have a referendum to decide if voters could decide on where public dollars go. Five years of hard decisions. GCC had to withdraw that petition because the powers that be ascended on the organization. It called pastors, it called leaders, it threatened jobs, it threatened livelihoods. And the organization decided to withdraw the petitions to live to see another day. That decision was not easy. Critiques came from inside the organization and outside. 2018 and 2019 were hard years for GCC. The organization got knocked to the mat. The air knocked out of its chest. We see that justice does not come swiftly or easy. We get bumps and we get bruises along the way. That's why in this text, Jesus began the text with pray and not faint. Pray and not lose heart. Pray and never lose hope. Pray and never give up. Pray and never quit. Fairmount, say with me, if you want justice, if you want justice we, must demand it. we must demand it. Some of you are here today waiting for justice in your lives in our community, for your children, and for yourselves. In that moment of waiting, it can feel dark, it can feel hopeless. Wondering, will justice ever come? In those moments, we have to dig deep and be present to each other, to be reminded that we are called to not just wait and twiddle our fingers, but in that waiting, we are organizing. We are developing campaigns to challenge the corrupt robber judges who refuse to give justice. We see in this text, things start to get really good. Because it says for a while she came to the judge, but later. And I love in scripture when we get to a but. That but later in scripture tells us that the tables are about to turn, that the light is gonna shine, and that it reminds us 
of the God that we serve, that we serve a God who is almighty, a God who is all-powerful, a God who is all-knowing and the creator of our universe, that he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Fairmount, say with me, if we want justice, we must demand it. So we saw that this widow did not stop. She pushed the robber judge to act. He had a moment. He said to himself, even though I do not fear God or respect any person, because he was very secure in his corruptness, yet because this widow is bothering me, because this widow is bothering me, I will give her justice, otherwise, by continuing, by her continuing to come, she will wear me out. So in this moment, the robber judge had to recalculate his self-interest. He had to ask himself the question, do I need to listen? Do I need to respond? Because she is not going anywhere. <laughs> the interesting thing about this word bother in the Greek, it literally means to give a black eye, to have your face blackened. And then in biblical society, that was a term that was used to show that you were suffering some shame, and that your reputation was going to be at a moment where you couldn't recover it. So this widow, she petitioned, and because he knew he could no longer deny her the justice that she deserved, he gave her justice. She got what she deserved. GCC had that moment with the county executive, Armin Budish. He realized that GCC was not going to stop because GCC got up off the mat. It reorganized. It built new relationships. It kept focused. It kept clear. So in April of 2020, the county opened its first crisis diversion center that's still here today. So the scripture, when we read it, the titles often call it the persistent widow or the unjust judge. Well, I renamed it to call her the tenacious, sassy widow. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> she was the kind of person that would never give up, that would never stop until she got the justice she deserved. She was sassy about it. She was bold and she was smart. She was artfully disrespectful. And she did not humble herself in the presence of people with more power or a bigger title. We are reminded that Jesus praised strong, tenacious, sassy action. We saw it in the story of blind Bartimaeus when he was yelling to be healed and the disciples told him to be quiet, but he kept yelling. The woman with the issue of blood, 
she broke the rules and she touched Jesus in public. We saw it with the four friends who wanted their friend healed, so they tore off the roof to get their friend to Jesus. And in each case, Jesus says to them, your faith has made you whole. For Jesus, his preference is for our faith to be tenacious and sassy. And this story starts with Jesus telling us to pray, and it ends with Jesus asking this question. He told the parable to lift up God's character. As a rabbi, he was making an argument from lesser to greater. That if this widow can get justice from an unjust robber judge, how much more will your persistent, tenacious, sassy prayers be answered by a loving Heavenly Father? Jesus knew that God's character is that God will never leave us nor forsake us. That God is our ever-present help in trouble. That God will bring justice. It says, will God not bring about justice for his elect who cry out to him day and night? And will he delay long for them? I tell you that he will bring justice for them quickly. Jesus asked the question, however, when the Son of Man returns, will he find this kind of faith? Jesus asked, will God find this kind of tenacious, sassy widow kind of faith? We are called to pray to our Heavenly Father like the tenacious, sassy widow, to never stop, to be relentless as we bring our requests to God. Pray like our lives depends on it. And I say to organize like our life depends on it. And it's why I call the work of organizing our spiritual discipline of prayer. It's about action and focus, tenacity, and artful disrespectfulness that brings forth justice. And it reminds us that God, in this story, he did not intervene for this widow. She had to organize the change. And that constant demand for justice made this corrupt robber judge relent and give her the justice that she deserved. This is what God calls us to do, to be the tenacious, sassy widow. He calls us to pray and organize like our lives depend on it. Fair amount. Keep demanding justice. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.